Hi there, this is Larry Goldman. Welcome to The Binge 10. Lots of TV watching this week, as you might imagine. Uh, I know my kid, school has been canceled for the rest of the year. Don't know about yours, but it looks like there's going to be a lot more time inside. So more time for TV. And I saw a lot this week. Let's get right to it. New stuff from this week. The big one. Bosch is back. My favorite detective, soon to be your favorite to favorite detective. It just premiered on Friday with the whole season, so I'm a few in already, being it's only Saturday. Uh, but it looks like another great season for a great series. Uh, Bosch is back in action. He's trying to hunt down murderers who also stole radioactive material. So now we're getting into mass destruction a little bit. If you haven't watched Bosch before, it's basically your typical detective show. You know, think NYPD Blue, CSI, you know, you pick your, your detective show. Uh, this is just done really, really well. Uh, Bosch is ex-special forces, so he doesn't take shit, you know, from the FBI, his bosses, politicians, straddles the ethical line. But of course, all in the name of, of, of catching the bad guy. So it's really, really typical, right? We've heard this story before, but this one's just done extremely well. Uh, there's, a, there's a very thin plot line that goes across seasons. So if you want, you can start just watching the most recent season. Uh, you'll, you'll catch on very quickly. I, I don't think there's any real backstory per se. But I do recommend watching the whole series. Uh, every season is good. Uh, it feels like this comes just in time for Amazon. They've had a very, very thin amount of new shows recently. Uh, we had Tales from the Loop last week, uh, but just compared to Netflix, they've got a very, you know, kind of thin stream of shows that are coming out here. Uh, I say that, of course, the second one is Gravesend. Uh, it's also on Amazon. Now, it's only four episodes. Amazon usually does that when they're trying to test a show to see if they want to buy the whole season. Probably a good idea with Gravesend uh, because uh, this one's not that great. It's, it's a 1980s mob show based in Brooklyn with over-the-top stereotypical Italian mobsters. You know, the writing, the accents, the arguments, it, it's way over-the-top. Uh, William DeMeo created, wrote, directed, and stars in the show. But it all just kind of feels, you know, really low budget. I get the sense that there's a lot of really cool Brooklyn nostalgia, especially the places where they meet and they eat. I, I get the sense that these are really famous, you know, Brooklyn places. But if you're not from Brooklyn, who cares? Um, so this one's not on the recommended list. Run premiered last Sunday on HBO. This is with Merritt Weaver. You know, she's from Nurse Jackie. She's from Unbelievable. Very, very quickly becoming a, a big-time TV star. It's just a 30-minute show, which I was surprised at. I thought it was going to be an hour-long drama. We didn't get much out of the first show. It looks really fun. It looks really interesting. We didn't get a lot of the backstory. Not sure what they're running from, running to, other than, you know, her and the, her, I guess her ex-boyfriend, made a pact that someday they would hit the road together. Um, but I'm interested. I'm interested. I, I think this is, I'm going to like this one. 
Uh, at least I say that now. We'll see how episode two goes next week. Um, Killing Eve came out this week, and it was really, really fun. It was a great start. Uh, Eve is out of MI6. She's cooking at a Chinese restaurant. Villanelle is getting married to another woman, but slowly getting sucked back into the murder for hire game. Not at all sure where this is headed. Uh, you got to believe Eve is either going to start investigating murders on her own or somehow get back to MI6. Uh, but it just, it just looks like another great season. Um, I watched Liar on the Sundance channel, of all things, this week. Uh, this one looks like your typical UK crime drama. You know, there's a million of these. Um, but it looks like there's a really good one. Uh, this is by the Down Abbey people and stars some of the Down Abbey actresses and actors. So this is season two. Uh, and at least on Comcast, you have to buy season one, which of course I'm not going to do. Um, I was able to pick up the plot pretty quickly. So I started right in season two. Uh, it does sound like season one had some really good twists and turns. If you watch season one, you'll probably be the better for it. I think it's only six episodes. This season of Liar is also only six episodes. Again, very UK-ish. Um, but I'm just probably going to take off on season two here. Uh, so season two starts about three weeks after season one ends. Uh, we find out that the bad guy from season one, who escaped at the end, has subsequently been murdered. Okay, so this season is all about what happened during those three weeks, and let's try to figure out who murdered him. And it's a long list of subjects. The bad guy was a very, very bad guy. I won't give you all the details just yet. Um, but this looks like a really interesting show. Well done. I'm interested to find out who did it. Uh, kind of your standard kind of uh, badass UK cop who doesn't care who has been abused by the bad guy in the past. She just wants to know who murdered him. I'm recommending Liar. Uh, when the streetlights are on, I started two new Quibbies this week. Now in my house, Quibby has become a unit of measure for time. I'll be there in a Quibby. Dinner will be ready in a Quibby. Uh, but when the streetlights come on, uh, it comes off as an investigation into the murder of a teenage daughter. I don't want to give it all away, but this one's just 10 episodes, so it's actually already done. Uh, it's like a short movie when you think about it all together. It's a pretty interesting show, mostly teenage dynamics, but uh, you've done pretty well, pretty interesting. You know, I don't like a lot of the young adult stuff, but I thought this was good. Then it ends really abruptly, uh, and I didn't like that. Uh, I got to tell you, I didn't like that. So I'm saying that this one's just okay for now. Um, the second Quibi was Flipped. Okay, now here's who's in Flipped. Caitlin Olsen from Mick, Will Forte, been in a million things, including Saturday Night Live, Evelyn Goria in original Desperate Housewives, and Andy Garcia. And I'm only on like episode five. So I don't know who else is going to star in this thing, but it's a star-studded cast. Um... Uh, Olsen and Forte play a married couple who really want, you know, to do their own house renovation TV show. That's what they really want. They get sidetracked for reasons I won't tell you about, but they get hired by a drug dealer to renovate his house. Uh, the drug dealer is played by Arturo Castro. And then they get passed on to Castro's boss, the head of the cartel, who's played by Andy Garcia. Now, Olsen and Forte are really funny. They're They're kind of 
little bit white trash, kind of weirdo, uh, kind of backward ass kind of couple, but they're funny. Uh, but the drug dealers steal the show. Uh, Castro was hysterical. I mean, I was hoping he was going to last the whole entire series. But Castro gives, you know, the uh, the interior director decorators to Andy Garcia, who's even funnier. And I've never really thought Andy Garcia is that funny, but he's great in this. I also think it's very interesting that Garcia can play either an Italian mobster or a drug cartel guy with basically the same accent. I think that's fantastic. So Flip's a recommendation. Flip's definitely a recommendation to me. Um, a little off the beaten the path. I'll give you two that usually I don't kind of watch, but I, I want to get out there. Who wants to be a millionaire? So Jimmy Kimmel is hosting a new round of uh, uh, a celebrity of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. It's pretty good. I'm watching it. So far, I've seen Will Forte and Nikki Glaser. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be new there'll be new ones every week. It's pretty funny. Kimmel's good. The uh, the players are good. Uh, it gets a little annoying because they seem to take a really long time mulling over really easy answers, number one, especially if you remember how the games play, especially at the low dollar amounts. You know, it's like, come on, <laughs> you'll get on with it. Uh, it is interesting how little... Uh, TV trivia, people like Will Forte and other TV stars know. Um, but I like it. It's funny. I'm watching it every week. Um, something I typically never watch, though I am paying a little bit of attention, is, is Shaq Life. Shaq is a really busy guy, by the way. And he's kind of showing it off in this reality show. Not a really big fan of these, as you know. I think they're kind of old. But this was pretty fun. It's basically, what does Shaq do? in between NBA seasons. And it's a lot of stuff. There's charity stuff. some Make-A-Wish stuff. There's the stuff he does with Papa John's. He's got other things going on. He's a very, very busy guy. And as you know, if you watch any of the NBA stuff, he's pretty funny. He's a good personality. And God, is he a big guy. Just everybody that stands next to him is just a dwarf. He is so huge. Um, final one for this week was Outer Banks, new Netflix, uh, series. Unlike Amazon, Netflix is just rolling with new stuff every week, new movies, new series. Outer Banks is a bunch of teenagers on the North Carolina Island. Uh, some are tourists, some are rich kids, and some are from the poor side of town. The gang that this is about runs from the poor side of town and they find some stolen money in a sunken boat. And that might be a lead to a lost father. It might be a lead to a whole bunch of lost gold. Guess what? There's crooked cops that are also after the bounty. There's some pretty good looking people in this. And I wouldn't totally call it young adult. So it doesn't have that young adult vibe where everybody's whining and everybody's mad at each other and everybody's in an argument. It's not like that. And it's still some pretty poor writing. It's pretty poor acting. It's probably a pass. I would say uh, you wake up in the middle of the night, can't fall back to sleep, check out Outer Banks. All right, but if there's only 10, what can you watch? Both Devs and Briar Patch ended this week. I, I don't know if Briar Patch is coming back next year. I, I'm not sure if I'd watch it again. And, and that's too bad because I really like Rosario Dawson and anything. Um, Devs ended pretty well. You know, if you're a science fiction guy, 
you've probably heard bits of this story before. Kind of a blend of altered carbon and paycheck. But I still really like Dev's. Uh, great acting, great act. You know, Offerman's fantastic. The writing's really good. I just thought, you know, the ending could have been a little bit more creative, especially, you know, given that the X Machina guy was so involved with all of it. Uh, but if you just, so if you just have to watch 10 next week, what are you going to watch? I'd say Black Monday, where this goes is anyone's guess. It's wild. It's really funny. Uh, I, I'm going to keep watching all season. Uh, number nine, Better Things. A uh, bunch of moms party together on Father's Day. You know, how how great is that? Uh, huge party, a lot of fun. Uh, of course, very funny. Number eight, man with a plan. Who can teach their kid better about getting a girl to like him, mom or dad? You know, uh, Neelan was absolutely great in, in, in this week's episode. Uh, seven, Killing Eve. I'm guessing this is going to be number one shortly, especially as Better Call Saul and Westworld die down. Homeland took a, an Easter break last week, but I'm still putting it at number six. Five is Brockmire. Um, his, uh, his girlfriend and his daughter go out for a girl's day and get drunk. Big time drunk. Uh, and Brockmire, who's a recovering alcoholic, doesn't really like that. Great show. Um, Number four, Tacoma FD, girls are sinking their periods on the show, so guys are sinking their pee. Lots of public sex. This is the funniest show on TV right now. Uh, Dispatches from elsewhere. What a great ending to last week's episode. This thing is not over yet. If you haven't watched it, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but this this show just gets better and better. It, It... it would have a good shot at number two, but I'm keeping Westworld at number two. Dolores is on an absolute rampage. And there's definitely something we haven't found out yet about Aaron Paul's character. I don't think he's a host. There's something there that we're, there's a reveal coming up here. Um, number one, better call Saul. How does Saul explain to the cartel how he got back from the desert? But he is officially a friend of the cartels now. And we'll see where it's going. On the outside, looking in, run, liar. I expect both of these to be in the top 10 soon. Uh, blacklist. Uh, so War of the Worlds actually finished two weeks ago. I had no idea that there was a season finale. They didn't promote that it was a season finale. They didn't talk about that. It didn't totally end like a season finale. I didn't realize it. So War of the Worlds is over. Not bad. It was okay. It was okay. Uh, last OG. Uh, so Vagrant Queen, I'm out. This last episode was not good. It's terrible. So that's off the DVR. That's done. And of course, I'm also still watching Dave. Um, now, for the shows you can binge end to end, uh, as always, I'm rolling stuff off that gets a little old on the list. But here's my top 10. High Fidelity at number 10, maybe just because it's the oldest of the ones in this group. Nine is Flipped. Eight is Occupied. Seven is Future Man. That I, I finished season three, which is the final season of the series finale. Great series finale. Great season. That show is really funny. Is really, really funny. And, you know, great action. Uh, five, Tales from the Loop. Four, Bosch. Debuting at number four. Pushing Tales from the Loop down. 
three of the most dangerous game. That is really, really good. It is one of those things where you get a little frustrated with some stupid decisions that the guy makes. But, um, you know, he gets every hour, he gets money. Every hour he's alive, he gets money. Right now, he's got over $2.5 million, so he's doing really well. Uh, two, zero, 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 and of course, number one. Hard to believe I'll ever take it off at number one, but I will someday. The Ozarks. On the outside, looking in, Tiger King. If you didn't see it, Joel McHale did another episode with an extra round of Skype interviews with some of the uh, some of the cast. It's pretty funny stuff. Uh, he talks to a lot of the guys that were on the original show. Obviously, not Joe. A lot of people got a lot of different things to say about Joe. Uh, so there's an extra one there. Also, I have hunters on here uh, on the outside. Uh, upcoming this week, I keep telling you I'm going to watch The Good Fight, and then I never do it. I'm going to do it. I promise next week I will watch The Good Fight. A couple people have asked about it because people want to know if they should get CBS All Access or not. Um, the Innocence Files. Oh, The Last Dance on ESPN airs uh, on Sunday night. Uh, it's, it's actually kind of funny. It's, it's going to be on ESPN with swearing and it's on ESPN too. And it'll be edited. The last dance is about Michael Jordan's final season with the bulls. Uh, spoiler alert. They do win the championship. Uh, but it's a 10, it's 10 hour documentary, uh, 10 shows, uh, about, uh, the last season. I think it's about the bulls in general, but I, Clearly, it's going to have some sort of Michael Jordan slant. He was supposed to retire at the end of the season. As you know, he went to uh, Washington for one year after that. Um, Defending Jacob comes out on Apple. Dummy comes out on Quibi. Uh, Ghost in the Shell comes out on Netflix. Uh, animation. Uh, Sanctuary. And I've been telling you about Afterlife, Ricky Gervais's uh, show. Um Good time to back watch that. It'll it'll premiere this week. Movie of the week, Code 8. A lot of buzz about this, and for good reason. Um, a quick hour and a half movie uh, about uh, people with abilities, people with superpowers. You know, they have to register. They're kind of looked at as a, uh, definitely as a low-class kind of peasant class group of people. Uh, they are... Uh, discriminated against, they're looked down upon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And this is about some people that uh, a little bit fight back, uh, you know, little little superhero gang of people uh, that kind of fight back and uh, uh, try to um, uh, try to help uh, their family out. You know, some are dying, some have no money. And so this is all about how that ends. Uh, definitely feels like something that will have a follow-up, either series or second movie. I think I also read someplace they might get a Quibi. Uh, so uh, recommending Code 8. Okay, all-time binges. Okay, General Cable, Friday Night Lights. So I have been back watching Friday Night Lights with my 15-year-old. We are, of course, sports fans. Friday Night Lights holds up, people. Um Still, the greatest arguments and discussions between the coach and his wife. Wife, of course, played by Connie Britton, who's done a million things since then. Uh, Showtime. Uh, recommending Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful was on a couple seasons, maybe three. 
Uh, it's about, um, uh, you know, vampires and werewolves and Frankenstein and Dr. Frankenstein and, and all sorts of stuff. It's pretty gritty. Um, uh, it, it, it's definitely an adult movie, even though it sounds like a lot of fantasy stuff. It's definitely for adults. Uh, it, it was canceled maybe three or four years ago, but Showtime is bringing back the series uh, a week from Sunday. So catch up on it now. I'm not sure how much they have to do with each other. That's not clear. But if you want to get a, uh, you know, a feel for the show, uh, Backwatch Penny Dreadful. Netflix. So I'm going a little quirky here with Netflix this week. First, Love, Death, and Robots. Uh, a bunch of animated films, uh, independent animated uh, shows, each about 30 minutes. They don't have anything to do each, with each other. Other than they will either or always be about love, death, and robots. Some episodes are much better than others, but this is very good. Each has a different kind of animation uh, uh, type uh, as well. But I liked most of those episodes, and I know they're coming out of the season two. Uh, other quirky one I'm recommending is Romanoffs. Again, independent episodes. Each episode is fictionally uh, about... Uh, uh, somebody who is related to the Romanovs. The Romanovs, famously uh, uh, royalty uh, in Russia, that were all murdered, the whole family at the same time. And then this is about people who have some sort of lineage to them. Again, it's fictional. On Amazon Prime, recommending The Politician, starring Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, and Fortitude. Fortitude is one of my favorites, actually. And I, they say that there's a season three out there. I don't know how you can find it or how you watch it, but it's two seasons up in uh, Ant, uh, up in the, the North Pole, and it's very cold. Uh, uh, but um, there are murders, there are mysteries, uh, there are foreigners starting trouble. Uh, season two is with Dennis Quaid. Really, really good show. I'd love to find that season three someplace. So happy watching TV. Stay inside when you can. Stay safe and have some great TV watching this week.